1: Welcome in, everybody. What's up? This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com kefer tested podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. How the hell are you guys doing out there? Thank you for joining us. A new week, a new episode. And this episode is all about the 2023 Husqvarna intro. So that means 250, 350 and 450. We will talk a little bit about two strokes, but there will not be uh, much two stroke coverage here. So if you're a two stroke guy and there's nothing here for you, just turn it off. And go somewhere else. I'm sorry. You want Just go to MXA because, you know, they spent 45 minutes on the fucking thing, and you can just listen to them if you want to. But let's talk about where you guys should be going shopping. You can go to Keferinktesting.com, Click on the Rocky Mountain banner, which the guy in studio does not do, but we'll discuss that in a little bit. But you can uh, just click on that banner, and that'll take you to Rocky Mountain site because they are the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs and street bikes, low prices unparalleled customer service and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why you guys should be going over to my site, clicking on that banner and then going to do your shop. And that gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing. Helps us out. We have free content for you. So there's not a lot of rules here, right? But there's maybe one rule. If you're going to listen to the show, you like what I put out and you go shopping at Rocky mountain, just go click on that banner and it helps us out. Uh, you can be like one of these gentlemen in the studio today. You can ride with FXR Racing. You can go to fxrracing.com, and KKMX35 will save you 35%. And they have a new July 4th edition set of gear that is coming out. There's a sneak peek of it up on uh, socials, on the socials today. You can check that out. So if you're a patriot and you love America, you will love this set of gear. Um, I guess the guy here in the studio doesn't love America because he doesn't wear it. So, yeah, it's the first I've heard of it. Sad, sad, sad deal. I so, saw it this morning. And it looks good. Uh, KKMX35 will save you 35%. If you're a lady and you like to shred, I have a special code for you. That's right. If you have fallopian tubes and you don't have uh, the male reproductive system, we are happy to help you guys out and ladies. That's right. We do both here. But we have a special code that's better than the guys. So hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, and I'll get you a better code and get you on the track looking sweet. Last but not least, Racetech, Racetech.com. If you want to get your suspension engine services done, head over to Racetech.com, sales at Racetech.com, and use the word Kiefer. That'll save you some dough before you get your oil change. Eddie, your ex-mechanic, how often do you change your oil and your fork and shock?
2: No more than 20 hours.
1: There it is, people. It's coming from the Bible himself right there mechanics.
2: Especially the shock.
1: All right, twenty hours. Racetech.com, Go visit them, check them out, and thanks to all of our twenty-two sponsors: Power Motorsports, Worst Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, Six D Screen Printing Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, Lit Pro. You can dick measure with your son like I do, Lit Pro, and and I guess you too, Dave. You you uh, Lit Pro too, right? I do. Yes. Uh, Fastco. And if uh, you're a dirt bike rider, chances are high that you need an MRI, especially if you're in Southern California. So hit up Mission Imaging in Riverside, California, 909-433-0575. They'll help you out, trust me. In and out, none of that nightmare insurance crap. Even if you got insurance, I still go there, pay 300 bucks, boom, bam, done. Get in there and get out. Just sit still in the MRI machine. Where they at? Riverside. Riverside. Need an MRI, Dave? Not right now, but you never know. You never know. You ride dirt bikes. That's what I'm saying. All right, in studio, Eddie Larett, David Martinez. These two guys helped me out on the Racer X Husqvarna side of things last week, and I'm happy to have these guys here to talk about the 450 and 350 and the 250. We may up may ring up Kenny Day, but uh, thank you guys for coming in. Mm-hmm. Eddie, you're popping your cherry right now, right? The podcast. Yeah. Yep. Cherry popping.
2: Cherry popping.
1: <laughs> cherry popping, daddy. So give us some. Uh, give. I like people to know backstories of my guys right so give us a snippet of what what you did where you come from how you got involved blah blah blah
2: yeah so been around motocross my pretty much my whole life I was a little bit of a late bloomer but I uh I enjoyed it, it was a family deal met my wife through motocross and uh we've been together for 20 plus years now over it but uh yeah after that after I got out of high school and did all that I went into the mechanic field and decided to uh, try to become, you know, the next big one.
1: But uh, Big mechanic?
2: Yeah, next big mechanic. You know, I had uh, Team Green programs with some awesome kids, you know, that uh, pretty much all the top Team Green guys through the Villapotos, Baggage, Stroop era. Oh, you went th- for
1: Stroop too? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah,
2: had all those guys. Um, yeah, went and did that. Then once they all moved on, I was like, well, none of these amateur kids really excite me coming up, so let's... Test the waters and the pro stuff, so I went and did that. I worked for a couple satellite teams, Genova and the guys at Moto Concepts, Star Valley. It was Valley, then combined into to Star, um, Rockstar Suzuki back in the day, like 07. I did Michael Lessie in 08, practice bike guy. Um, so, yeah, it was good. You know, I enjoyed it, but once I had kids and they started growing up, I got tired of watching their evolvement through a, you know, a phone. and Right. It just it wears on you, traveling 30 weeks a year, living in a – you know, a hotel out of a OGO 9800 sucks.
1: Dude, I, I go three weeks in a row and I'm over it. I can yeah. imagine doing 30 it, in the year.
2: It's gnarly. And, I mean, these guys have it even worse now with going after all the COVID stuff. So uh, hats off to those guys because that's a lot of work now dealing with travel. But, uh, yeah, no, so got out of that, got into commercial air conditioning, and that's where we are but now. But you still love to ride dirt bikes. I love them. I, I actually, once I got off the mechanic side and got back into this, it was like, I rode once, and I was like, oh, yeah, we need that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We need uh, to who was riding. your favorite rider to work with out of all of them that you did?
2: As far as as a person, how I was treated or
1: how we worked on the bikes. Just the vibe, be- the chemistry between you and the rider. What was the most fun?
2: Um, <clears throat> when I first took over RV, yeah. uh, you know, it was pretty young. Uh, like we talked about driving down to Apollo, we were living in a motorhome with his mom and his, uh, Tyler and, uh, they're at Pachang RV park. And so that was, that was pretty cool because I feel towards the end of it, he was kind of like my little brother. Yeah. We spent a lot of time together and, uh, Danny was flying back and forth, you know, doing building homes up in Washington. So it was cool. That was a really, uh, awesome family, good kids, very, very respectful, hardworking family. Chris was no joke. Uh, she was tough. Yeah, you know, she was, yeah, she was. She was really tough. I mean, everyone always talks about Jeannie, Jeannie, Jeannie Carmichael, but...
1: Yeah, she, she's put the smack down.
2: Chris, yeah, Chris was no joke. And, yep. and, yeah, we had a good time. So uh, I would probably put that team on the top. Yeah. Uh, but Baggett, that was a whole different scenario. Um, but they they treated me very well, Tom and Leanne. Uh, you still did, talk to Blake? Yeah, actually Blake is probably one of the only ones I really communicate so with. So he's
1: alive. He's alive. He is alive. He is alive. <laughs> people are like, where's Blake? I mean, I know that he's around. I know what yeah. he's doing, but, like, people don't know. That it's like he just bailed, right? Yeah. So. yeah, yep,
2: yep. No, he's alive. He's he's doing his thing. Uh, I just saw him a couple weeks ago for his uh, sister's wedding. So, yeah, he's good. Uh,
1: Hasn't touched a dirt bike probably, huh?
2: Has not touched a dirt bike. Eats, like, the worst, the worst food you could possibly imagine. I think he's gained five pounds," he said. Yeah, okay. Unbelievable! Like I saw him, and I'm like, dude, what? You telling me you're drinking Red Bulls and Cokes and eating cheeseburgers out of A and P M, and this is what we get? Like, uh,
1: crazy. As a, as a as a motocross rider, you're so strict for so long, and I don't. I'm not like that, so I don't know. But I can imagine, like, once you're off of that, you probably just go ape shit. I'm sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I could imagine the the. Uh, Stomach aches and all the stuff that comes behind it because your body's so. Hey, pure. honestly,
1: AMP and burgers aren't bad. <laughs> I love them. I've, right. had, I've I had, had them have. before. Aiden eats them, and I had a bite. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what ma- it's made out of, but it's not bad. I <laughs> <You're not
0: bad. laughs>
1: uh, yeah. All right, Dave, give us your back. This is David Martinez. Well, Dave has been one of my buddies for years. God, go, we, over 20 years. It's a lot of shit that we've done together, good <laughs> and bad. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's give your back. And you're, what, Eddie, you're 43 and 230. Right? Yes, sir. And 6'2? Six 6'1 six, six and a 6'2, yeah. Dave, go ahead.
0: Five. I'm 5'10, uh, 48 years old, and I weigh 183 pounds.
1: It was funny. We were driving back the other day uh, after the Loretta Lynn Regional, and Aiden's like, dude, Dave would have killed 50 plus class. I'm and I go, man, if he was here, he'd be so pissed <laughs> off that you said that. I know. And I go. I tell him he's fifty-two. Just round up, and he gets mad.
0: It's because I don't want to accept it. Fifty. I know it's coming, but I'm not fifty yet. So, gosh,
1: Does your dick still work? Very well. Yes. Okay. So. Just just checking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's the background? What do you do? What? How'd you get involved? That's. Um, so you don't have to give me your life story, but just just let the people know because they want to relate to someone.
0: So I started riding dirt bikes when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. My brother and my dad used to take us. uh started with desert riding back when I was young, and then about. 12 or 13, we started riding motocross, and that's what I really wanted to do. So my dad sold all his bikes and stuff and just took my brother and I riding. Yep. We used to do their CRC days, you know, Friday night summer series and CMC stuff. And, um, you know, tried to make it to the pro ranks, of course. <laughs> and then uh, one thing led to another. And, you know, I was getting older, and uh, I wanted to be a fireman. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to be, you know, a pro rider, of course, like everybody does. It's a right. dream, but that I need a get crushed
1: after <laughs> so many years. <laughs>
0: I wanted to, I needed a plan B. And my second thing I really wanted to do is to be a fireman. So I uh, went to paramedic school. I went to EMT school in 1996. And then, um, how long ago? Yeah, a long time ago. <sighs> and then um, one thing led another. I hired a PCF and, uh, you know, it's paid call, which is like the lowest of the low. Uh-huh. Worked my way up. And then I went to paramedic school in 2009. And then back then, you needed a, back in 2009, is when the recession hit. So it was really hard to get hired anywhere. So like uh, you'd go to a, to get a job in the fire service you're talking 5000 guys for like three spots. Right. Very hard to get into. Um so it took me 5 years to get hired. Uh finally got hired and then uh Did you
1: ride in in that time?
0: Uh I did not. I crashed in 2007, December 2007 at in Racetown and I thought I broke my back and I broke my wrist again and uh at the time my girlfriend at the time was like like you want to be a farmer you can't do both. Right because I can't afford to get hurt and right, test right. so I took 7 years off the bike. I got hired and then I got full time and then I got back into it. Uh, it was 7 years is that long? 7 years. I did not know, is that um, long. Um and then I went to uh got hired someplace. I failed probation. Um not because of uh my skills but a personality conflict with with a captain mm-hmm. and I never
1: thought I'd experience that and Look at, we're not try- when it's not a Fireman podcast. Just tell me what the fuck you're doing.
0: Yeah. So, well <laughs> You said you want a background. <laughs> well there's some background. Okay, we got that. So so now, so now I, you're a fireman. So now I'm a fireman. Engineer. Engineer paramedic, yes. Okay. So now uh now I ride for fun. You and I ride, you know, once twice a week, try to do some grinding for races and then uh here I am. Love and it, you're
1: bro. a Honda owner. Yes, Honda owner. You're previously a Yamaha owner. Yep. You're a Kawasaki owner, Eddie. Yes. KX four fifty. So I got these guys to the, the intro because they come from different brands. And I brought Eddie because he's a bigger dude, and a lot of the, you guys hit me up through email of if a 350 is enough. So this is the reasons why I bring certain people Sometimes I just pick up random people off the track. Sometimes I'm I'm known for doing that. I'll be out of track doing a test, and I'll see a guy and I'll be like, hey, do you wanna try this? And he tries it, I've, I've done that. People have bought the bike that they've tested. So I just try to get real world uh, comments and opinions so you guys are out there because that's what you guys are not everyone is like me or the editors of these magazines because these guys get to ride a lot and you guys have normal lives you have families to think about and you still love to ride dirt bikes so and he's not here kenny day is the fox rep i brought him on do these videos as well just because he's a smaller guy he's 148 bucks you know, so... <laughs> a <tiny> <laughs> He's a tiny guy. He's a tiny dude. Uh, so I thought he'd be a good opinion, and I could tell you about the FC 250 as well. So let's start with 450, because that's pretty much easy to talk about. So I will say, look, if you guys have uh listened to my podcast before about the 22.5, and then if you listen to the pod and watch the videos on the 23 KTM stuff at Redbud, nothing has changed as far as that with the Husqvarna, except... A couple things: ten millimeter lower suspension on the Husqvarnas, and that goes uh, 250, 350, 450 throughout the board. Uh, muffler is chain is changed, okay. And then, uh, obviously, you have graphics and certain things that are different in color, and there's it's a colorful machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I That's actually, putting put, it nicely, I put it up on my on my socials here, and I, I feel like more people liked it than not. Which is, I thought it was going to get a bashing, but it didn't get that much of a bashing. And it is better looking in person, the bikes. so I
2: actually noticed when I washed it yesterday, the frame is metallic. It's
1: sparkling. It has, sparkle in it it, has right? sparkles in it. Yeah. Oh, I never it's knew. a trip. And you don't really see it until you're up close, right? Yeah,
2: until like the water and the sun hit it, and I was like, oh, I got a new lowrider bicycle.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so within that, I... Uh, We went out to Fox Raceway and I rode the 450 and me and Dave shared that. So for me, um, the reasons why I like a KTM and Husqvarna, I'm going to relate those two together because they're similar in 2000, more similar in 2023 than ever before. It's linear power. It's easy to manage. If you're out of shape, if you're worried about a 450 being too much, um, I would say out of all the 450s, the Husqvarna is one of the easiest to ride. Dave, you come from a Honda. That's a shit ton of power. Mm-hmm. So, your thoughts on the engine delivery? I
0: loved it. Uh, like you said, very easy to ride. I mean, as soon as I on that thing, it's super easy. It's got power, but it's controllable power for sure.
1: Do you prefer that type of power for you? Yeah, you do. I do. Okay, so you wish Honda was more linear like that?
0: Yes, I wish my Honda was more linear, but pulled and kept going and going and going. Right, like this bike does, and second gear just keeps going. Yeah, right. where my bike kind of falls off a little bit. I mean, it's just a handful right out of the corner, but this bike is just easy to ride fun. It's very linear, but hits hard at the same time.
1: So yeah, for me, so second gear is pretty long on the new bike. If you guys are wondering what it's like to come off from a 22 standard edition to this, so the engine has more mid-range, a little bit more bottom end. Uh, If you guys were looking to get uh, more bottom end out of your KTM stock form or Husqvarna, this FC 450 has more snap in map too. If you're... You need it. I feel like you'll be really impressed with MAP2 because that's too much for me. I wanted more bottom-in out of the old bike. I felt like it was too lethargic. It made it feel heavy in corners, and I just wanted more excitement. I got some of that with a Vortex and Jamie's exhaust flange and things. But in stock form, this bike is super snappy. Um, I prefer MAP1 because it's less snappy off the bottom but more linear. So I'm more of a MAP1 guy. I think you're MAP1 too. Yep. Um, so if you're a bigger dude, Eddie, and you didn't, did you ride the 450, did
2: you? I didn't. I mean, I rode the Rockstar one, uh, what, a month and a half ago or whatever.
1: Yep. So, Do you think that was too much power for you?
2: <clears throat> no. I mean, that's it, a lot of bike, obviously, with, you know, the 450 displacement, but it's a lot of bike. But I it's, KTM, Husky, they've always been that, you know, e- they kind of like, what, three, four years ago, they brought it down like, hey, we want to go after the vet market. So. Yep. I I thought, uh, you know, it, it was comfortable. You know, I mean, if you, if someone said, "Hey, we're going to give you," it's this a little bike, more
1: linear than your Cowie.
2: It, it's so hard, man, because when you look at the like my Kawasaki, is I just feel connected with it. What mm. I, I don't question. like at that track. There was a couple jumps that was kind of like, "Where, where are we at?" Blah 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 blah. On my Kawi, I would have jumped everything there. Probably fifth lap, no problem. I so just, you're saying,
1: <laughs> the way the power is delivered is is a feeling for you to make you do those jumps versus this. Husqvarna is is a different power, so you didn't kind of know how to judge it.
2: Right, and it's and I don't know if it's because I have so many hours on my Cowie, and you know we're just getting thrown on these things right. when they're green. They got 0. .9 hours that they, you know, the engine break and everything. So it is it is different. It's a different feel, but yeah, it's it's good. It's really good, and it's not too much. But there's some areas where you kind of like, is this enough? Doesn't feel like enough, but. I'm sure yeah. it's enough, mm-hmm. but is it, you know?
1: I think that, that feeling was in the 22, too. It's, I call it deceiving power. It still has some of that. It just has more RPM resp- response, so you know there's more bottom in on the 23 FC 450 now. But still, once it's out of the corner and you're rolling the throttle on, it's more of a deceiving power versus like, oh, shit, this thing is fast. Like a Honda or a Yamaha, you get on the gas after a corner on those bikes, you know, you're like, oh, fuck, this things are fast.
2: They earn their respect real quick. Yeah,
1: and this bike, um, I just feel like it – there's never none of that feeling for me. Like I'm like, whoa, this thing's fast until I'm hitting a jump and I overjump it and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm I'm going faster than I think I am, right? So I can kind of see where you're coming from a little bit about judging speed. But in the world of ease of riding – it's hard to beat a husqvarna and ktm 450 power it's very linear long easy to ride there's reasons why old dudes ride them privateers ride them um fairly reliable engines obviously we don't know enough about this current generation engine because it is different but if it's anything like the older versions ktm and husqvarna have come a long way with reliability you've asked me this before dave you're like what about reliability I haven't had too many problems with these bikes. Um,
0: I asked that because if I buy a KT, i got to have a ride, ride a bike for two years. So it's got to be our last two years of riding once, twice a week. Right. I mean, longevity. You know, Yamahas are really good. Yeah. So that's why I was asking about them.
1: Yeah, and, f- like, parts costs have gone down on these bikes. They're not as much as they used to be. Uh, only thing that happened to me previously was a relay went out on this. So I just... I couldn't start anymore, and I had a battery die, but that's the only thing I've ever had happen to this. Um, So the engine is improved over the older model. Um, More power, still linear feeling. Now, moving on the chassis side of things, I like the new generation chassis more because, yes, it is a little bit stiffer, but on the edges of my tires, I have more control, more tire contact patch. To me, I feel like this still is a front end, even though I feel like there is more. God, it's tough. It's tough. So on the older model, I always felt ASIN low on 22 version. Now I feel like the ASIN's up higher for me, but I still feel like I have enough front and traction, but I, I consider this more of a, a rear-biased machine still. Like, it's neutral for me, and I have a good amount of front-end traction, but it's not a front-wheel-biased machine like a Honda. Um, it's more front-wheel-biased than a Cowie, but it's somewhere in between those two for feeling for me. So I like this generation. Does feel a little bit heavier in mid-corner. On my KTM that has some work done to it with little ECU and a flange and a pipe, that feeling goes away. It kind of transfers that low-end snap, that herky-jerky feel down low and just moves it somewhere else so I don't feel that heaviness in the corner. But coming off from a Honda, Dave, ah, maybe... I would say, I'm trying to think, I would say probably one of the best cornering 450s that is out there that you can buy. But how does this thing stack Uh, up?
0: Compared to my Honda, it's, the Honda turns really well. This is just as good. Okay. But it feels lighter. Okay. And the front end feels light. Okay. uh, Compared to my Honda. Hmm. And you just said it, like I go in a corner and I'm on the gas and the front end just feels light compared to my, more weights on the front of the Honda versus this bike. Yeah. So... But this bike, I mean, it goes in a corner, settles in really easy, and just, I get on the gas, and it stays where I want it to be. Um, for me, it corners well, because I'm not a good corner anyway. Right. But uh, compared to the Honda, it's it's probably, I'd say, a little better, because it's it's lighter feeling. It's very light. It feels like a 250F to me.
1: Yep. So, this is something that needs to be brought up as well. So, Dave went on to a, from a Yamaha to a Honda, because just like what he said, he needs help with cornering. Uh, his technique is not the best through the corners, so... You need a bike that can help you get better in that direction. Honda will do that. Now going down the straightaway, Honda will not help you as much. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like this this new chassis is more stable than the Honda. Correct? Yeah. I just feel like you're more planted. It's not as rigid feeling.
0: Absolutely, especially in the back. And this Paula didn't get super rough, but it got a little choppy towards the end of the day. And the yeah. bike would just stay straight. Where well, my Honda, a little head shake sometimes, like a little nervous feeling. Yeah. Still, but this bike, I had none of that.
1: Mm um so yeah so the new generation for me if you guys ask me which one would i take i would take this one even though it is a little bit more of a rigid feel i feel more of the track but i'm also more planted to the track if that makes sense to you guys out there um moving on the suspension side of things look and i bash the air fork a lot i'm not a big fan of it you mentioned in the video that you don't notice it as much
0: i don't i notice the front end's lighter I'm not sure if that's the air fork or the feeling I get. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I so, haven't.
1: So if when you weigh, let's say you you weigh your Showa fork and you mm-hmm. put this AER fork back to back, it's two pounds. So you gotta. We could put this on the scale, but the the weight biased obviously is going to be a lighter front end bias than it is the Honda. Sure, that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you add spring forks like I've done to this KTM that I have. Mm-hmm. You add about a pound and a half back. So that's some more weight, but also you get more plant. Right. So it just depends what you want. I still feel like an AER fork feels cheap. Exactly. So if you guys can, can relate to that, like I feel like, and I don't know what to compare it to to kind of give you guys an example, but I, when you get on something, you just have this feeling. Like when you slap down on something or you hit a bump, it just feels cheap to me. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of dampening, a lot of feel. It just feels like it's kind of hollow and just light and cheap.
0: I felt that same way.
1: So it's not like it's horrible feeling. It just have that effect on me when I hit stuff. Yeah. So that is one of the reasons why I just kind of go, okay, look, if I'm buying one of these bikes and people get pissed off at me, I'm buying a $12,000 motorcycle and I got to spend forking more money, fork out more money. That's bullshit. But this is the way KTM and Husqvarna want their bikes to go direction. They're going for lightweight. They're going for adjustability, which they pitch. It helps everyone. Well, it doesn't help everyone. Some guys are old school like all of us here. We're in our 40s. We like spring fork. We grew up on spring fork. I like that feeling. Aiden, maybe. He won't. He grew up on air forks. So maybe this is the normal for him. But I put him on spring forks. He's like, oh, yeah, I can feel a lot more. So sometimes technology, when it advances, doesn't mean it's better. They have done a great job advancing the air fork, but has it surpassed a coil spring feel? I would say no.
2: You know, yeah, I agree. No, but what I'm really puzzled on right now is Tomac just went back to a air fork.
1: Okay. So we can, I can touch on that. So I know a little bit about a KYB air fork and that doesn't feel cheap. Okay. So when you get on a PSF one, which is what he's on probably, or a hybrid, which he was on, uh, I'm on, I've tested hybrid stuff on my Yamaha. It just doesn't feel cheap. The dampening feels different. feels solid when you hit something. I think it's just the way WP has their production air fork because that's how it feels. Although I have taken myself back in my mind right now and thought about PSF2 when Honda had it, and that was a big piece of shit. I would take a WP AR fork over that. Right the show a split fork that had a coil spring on one side and nothing on the other, that was a piece of shit. I would take the AER over that. So as far as the air fork technology goes, it is the best production version. Right. But Tomac is on stuff that we can never even think right, about. Right, right. Yeah. So I think that's what I'm Right. And and look how aggressive he rides. That's the benefit of an air fork. It has a good hold up. You can hit shit. When I'm on a hybrid fork, I'm not scared, let's say take for example you you're coming up short on some of those jumps if you were on something that i was riding you'd be like oh dude, i'm not worried about yeah, that it's gonna it's gonna hit and i'm gonna maybe bounce to the bottom but i'm cool because i'm gonna have quality feel yeah that's what i think So
2: that the the, the AR Air Fork to me feels like you know those little diecast bikes that you get out of the box that, that everything <laughs> just all spray the twing yeah, that's yeah. what it feels like yeah. it's not mm-hmm. there's not much predictability so a couple of years back I had a 20-and-a-half factory edition, and I wanted to do the motion. I was putting a KYB kit in. Mm-hmm. Was, I already purchased it.
1: You already, pl- you already knew this going in?
2: I already I had it. It was in my garage. Right. But I said, my suspension guy at the time, I said, hey, give me your best air fork setup. Okay. Because I want to be able to feel right. the difference of this. You know, obviously, stock, you pump it up to 11 bar. I think back then it was like 10, 7, 10, 8 bar. Mm-hmm. And and it just gets so hard. Everyone's like, "Oh, just pump it up." Well, when you pump it up, it gets so harsh, right? Because you're moving all that air, right? So you can't. In theory, yes, you can just pump it up for a bigger guy and go ride, but you can't just pump it you're up. Not gonna you're
1: going to get more comfort
2: out of it. No, that. you're gonna. It's gonna go backwards. So to pump it up, you got to go faster, right? To be, to be able to compensate for it. So I did it, and I did. That was the year I did the vet worlds when it rained, and I mm-hmm. didn't race, but I rode practice on Friday. And I was blown away. I was like, wow, this is not terrible. Like all you hear, you know, across the whole social air fork, you can see them all over Vital all day long for sale. Right. Because everyone just gets rid of them. But I was like, wow, that's not that bad. Mm -hmm. And then 12 o'clock hit. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, oh, shit. (laughs) You're like, oh, shit. (laughs) This is not that good. It it was – I, I – I would like to see where they go in the future in the next 2 or 3 years because mm-hmm. I mean obviously it's evolving so quickly but at the end of the day I th- I think KTM Husky they got to sit back and go hey we have this kit now when yeah.
1: when do we Here's a good question this is off topic. Let's say I'm trying to think 2023.5 factory edition comes out with let's just say the 6500 cartridge installed not a cone valve Right. but it has a spring fork and a good setting shock but the cost goes up 1500 bucks 2 grand let's say 2 grand you think two questions do you think it'll sell would it make you want to buy one more yes and yes okay
2: it's going to sell because that bark that bike targets that market right mm-hmm. like pick any factory edition works edition, all these edition bikes, SRs on the track, 80% of the time when you walk up to that rider, that's the market. You know, vet guy.
1: With money. You got to have yeah, money. Yeah. yeah,
2: it's a money thing. So right. you think about it. That bike's, I forget what that bike's sitting out the door now, 13, 5, 14. Dave spent
1: 14K on his, yeah, his so, works edition. So
2: 14K, then you put another, if you're tacking 15, so now you're at fifteen five. By the time you go buy that stuff, it's, right. it's, it, would you rather buy it off the showroom floor ready to go or would you rather buy it and then build it? It's just what market is that? Like me, I'd rather take like we did with yours, take a stock bike mm-hmm. and make it a factory edition bike because you can, like, I'm not knocking the power parts wheels, but there's W kite. There's better shit. There's better shit for right. the same price. Right. So you could build that to make it your own, but right. it would
1: look like that minus I, graphics. I wonder how far away we are for building custom machines. Mm. Like a car. Yeah. I wonder how far away we are.
2: Like you could just click on the website and pick. Yeah. And then obviously
1: it says, I think obviously now COVID fucked everything for a while, but let's say it recovers, you know, 8 to 12 week time. Yep. Dude, you know how many people would do that? A lot. I would. Especially bad guys with money. I mean, build your own machine. Like give you an options of what you want. I mean, that can't be that far away to do. I know the manufacturer and the, the plant can do that. Uh, because they start at a certain time, right, to build these things, make it a window. Yeah. If that's the problem, make it a two-month window. You have from this date to this date to build your own bike, and past that, you're just going to get what we have for a production version on dealer floor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, mark it up. The, it's The market's there. People will spend the money. Yep. I mean, it's not going to be long before you purchase a $20,000 motorcycle. Like, oh, just coming. boom. Yeah. I mean, Pro Circuit sold that, Rider D bike that Aiden and I tested. It's up for sale for $41,000.
2: And someone will buy it. Fuck. Yeah, somebody looking someone at it. Someone will
1: buy it. Yeah. $40,000. Dude.
0: It was a two at the F, too.
1: Yes. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Far out. Far, far out. out. <laughs> I am not. Ever. I mean, is, it, is the juice worth the squeeze? No. I mean, like Aiden that? might go a, a little faster, but he, he would still place where he places.
0: It's not going to make you that.
1: No. He would say different, though. Sure. Yeah. Ah, shit, I, I would have won. <laughs> what are you talking about?
0: Do that eight-cut stuff, Dan. You know, just that give suspension. me some twin walls. I'll you be know?
1: ripping.
2: Yeah. Twin walls. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, so for me, suspension, look at. We can sit here and talk about it. It still feels the same to me. I think they need to do a little bit better, but they have come a long way. So don't look for anything magical in the 23-450 side of things. And and that goes for 350 side of things. We're going to talk about that with Eddie here in a minute. But it's just okay. It's a vanilla ice cream. I'll eat it. I'll take it. It's not my favorite, but it's better than than other shit out there. Yeah. I'll take vanilla over Rocky Road. One hundred percent. Right. Mm-hmm. Ergonomically, the four fifty fits well. I hate the bar. The bar is stiff. Foot peg to handlebar to seat is nice feeling. Uh, I come off of a Yamaha a lot onto this, and I'm like, oh god, this is way better. This is so nice. Yeah, it was comfortable. Right? Yamaha sucks. Like, it sucks for ergonomics. So, Honda, you, there's nothing better than a Honda. How close is it? Very close. Okay. I had no problems. So, it does doesn't bike. feel foreign to you? Not at all. Like, old school days, you hop on a KTM or a Husqvarna, you're like, Well, oh, I can't ride this thing. It feels so weird. The only thing
0: I felt foreign is, like, getting you know, a different bike. You know, the positions of the brake lever and the shifter, which mm-hmm. is main, minor stuff. Other than that, everything felt fine.
1: What about brakes?
0: Uh, front brake was awesome. Rear brake was good, too. But I just... I could not, whatever reason, I kept missing it. It was just a different position than the Honda, so I'm tucked
1: in more. Is tucked
0: in more? Just kind of, I couldn't hit it, or I hit it, and then I'd go in a corner and hit it too much. It was
1: just uh, Ping always had a problem with that too.
0: I don't know what it was. I was trying to pinpoint it, but um,
2: towards the end of the day, it was fine. Do you have a
1: problem with your big ass foot when you're no, no,
2: no? But I, I, I know. I kind of see what he's talking about, and I think it's because you know all Japanese bikes the whole brake pedal's outside of the frame. So everything yeah. rides to the outside of the frame where right. <clears throat> the Austria comes behind the frame. Oh, yeah. So they keep that thing so tucked, tucked in. in there that it, it, I mean, it's got a pretty big landing pad for your foot, but... It's just hard to feel. But like there that. is yeah. bigger
1: bigger pads available. And what's cool about the KTM, it, you can remove that pad uh-huh. by two little Allen bolts, which is bad and good because I've lost those bolts <laughs> before, <laughs> which is easy to do on a Husqvarna because they vibrate. Dave. More than a Honda, and Honda vibrates a lot.
0: Dude, that's the only complaint I had. Two complaints on this Husky. Needs this gripper seat cover because I couldn't hold on.
1: Be careful what you wish for.
0: <laughs> I know. I guess the swamp ass. I get it.
1: No, no. Last year's Husky Varnesee ate my ass. Oh, wow. Okay, well. Like, A-Ray. <laughs> In my ass. It was eating my ass. So well, you want a little bit more hefty? Just That's for sure. Don't be manscaping the night before. No,
0: you'd be raw. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I get... Vibrations of the handlebar, my hands yep. would going numb, and that till the end of the day, that's how I guess I got used to it. But mm. I've never the KTM, your KTM work uh, factory edition, my feet were getting like like a massage. It was weird. Mm. I mean, to the point where it was like uncomfortable. This bike had nothing through the pegs, just the handlebars, mm. and that's 350. I didn't notice it too much, mm-hmm. but the 450 I did, and I even told you, man, that's kind of
1: weird. Yep. But, so you guys can help that out there. You can go to a pro taper bar, look, and I know you guys think, oh, here's the advertiser. I've tried other bars. I love Paul Parabino's. I love Renthal. A lot of Renthal products, but it's just too stiff. We go. We, me and Eddie, go back and forth on this shit. Like, it's just. It's a five millimeter wall on a Renthal and a four millimeter wall on a Pro Taper. So I get more dampening. I get less vibration with the Pro Taper Evo. I don't want a fusion. I'm not a crossbar guy. Uh, so that will help your cause if you're getting a, a Husqvarna, which they already do come with, versus KTM. So I don't know. Did you feel it? So here's my thing, I, and here's what I don't know, and this is what I wonder. I'm, I'm a bar nerd. <laughs> I'm wondering if these bars that come stock on the Husqvarna, which are pro tapers, right, are contours and not Evos. I would say yes. Because it doesn't feel the same as my Evo when I put it on. I, I put the same bend on, put it on the Husqvarna, Evo, and feels better. So... It makes sense to me because the contour is a five millimeter wall, cheaper—not say cheaper, less expensive than than the Evo. So I need to ask ask someone this at Tucker to see if that's what comes stock on the Husqvarna. So try buying a Pro Taper Evo. I know they come with Pro Tapers, but it does help. And Dave is right; they just simply vibrate more than other bikes, and I don't notice it if I ride it more than a couple days. But then I get back on a Japanese bike. I'm like, ooh, yeah, it has not much vibration here. It's kind of nice. So then I get back on the Husqvarn, I'm like, ew. just feels roached, like, quick. <laughs> yeah. Do you
2: know if that 450 has a counterbalancer weight in it? Like the don't. 350, 250?
1: <clears throat> I don't. I don't That'd think it cherished. would. I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but you guys. I know
2: the 350 has one because I built a couple engines and I've seen it. And I was like, And wow. you
1: would know more because you're a mechanic. But for me, when I get a an engine done and I get the in the crank balanced that's a big difference man big difference yeah big difference so and and honestly Husqvarna KTM use great product like Pankle Pankle is great I mean, yeah
2: I just did I just did those two in my garage 125 hours on a 350 I believe it was an 18 mm-hmm. or a 19 he did race the vet world race in the mud I took that engine apart and I just scratched my head the whole time. Like, why are we even doing this? Really? This Full is m- this is a waste of time. We, yeah, we ended up just rebuilding the, the crank. I I couldn't. The, the stock crank was a thousand fifty eight bucks. The the Pankle rebuild crit from KTM was four hundred fifty two bucks. Well, why you? And I have there? a machine a machinist over here that just presses the pin out, balances it back up. And I gave him a hundred bucks, so you know five hundred fifty bucks. You basically got a brand new crank. But, yeah. but I couldn't believe the dogs, the paws and the shifting, the ratchet mechanism. Just you take one of those engines apart and you feel like you have a works engine in your hand.
1: Mm, so you can actually tell inside.
2: But it, I was blown away. I pulled the clutch basket out, Dave, and it looked like a piece of Swiss cheese. It's so machined. You do not need to put a in or a Recluse. No. Nothing, nothing in these bikes. No, mm. And the clutch, brand new. I mean, the thing barely had any I color. I will say
1: this about a 450. I go through a clutch in the Yamaha every 10, 11 hours, and we just did one on mine, and it was 30 hours, and it was still fairly – I mean, it was burnt, but it still was good. Yeah. So, Is that,
2: is that hydraulic clutches, too, make them last longer?
1: No, because the Cowie's not that good. Oh, okay.
2: I think it's, th- it's that basket, the way it's all machined out. It's I beveled think I spring? A yes. Yeah. And the way it's all machined out, I think it just flows oil through it a lot better. I yeah I don't know I'd I'd like to talk to the engineers or someone on how they did that I mean mm-hmm. I'm sure they're not going to give it up but right. that engine is superior to that's, pretty, that's good most to Japanese
0: so bikes here's the I
1: question we're forty minutes into this Dave would you buy a Husqvarna I would so you would mm-hmm. so when your time's up with your Honda would you consider one.
0: Possibility, yes.
1: Or you're just going to be a Honda guy, like,
0: no. I mean, I we got a Honda because I like the way the Honda feels, and right, it's kind of cool to have something to try to make better for myself. I've learned a couple things though with the Husky, like, I like a little rigidity, Mm -hmm. not much, but I like a little, makes me feel more contacted and planted to the ground. Mm -hmm. I like that feeling, but not to where the Honda when I first got it and stock suspension was (laughs) (laughs) like hitting curbs around the Vet National. I'm like, I can't believe I, you know, I did well, but um. This the husky. I mean, there's things I like to do. Like, I want to ride Glen Helen on a rough day with those air forks and see how that bike works there. Two different. It could be two different things. But it would
1: be good for you. I feel like to br- bring that FC 450 and then bring your Honda, even right. with your stuff done at Factory Connection, right? To see what it's like and have right. an open mind about. Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because I don't, I honestly don't think it would be that far off from, from your what Honda.
0: I, from what I rode, the only thing that's different is it's a little more st- stability, more stable, mm-hmm. which I like. I mean, it may be better, but uh, right. Like you said, with the front end, it feels like a little toy. That's something we can always work on, too. But, yeah. the, I mean, the bike felt great. I loved it.
1: My orange bike with 6500s in it, it's not bad. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not Yamaha for me, but it's, like, still pretty good. Yeah. I, and in a lot of areas I like it, I like it a lot more than the Yamaha. That's the that's the thing I struggle with.
0: Yeah, we talk about it all the time.
1: Like, I love a Yamaha for stability. It just feels big. It's... Tough to corner and it's a lot of bike. Like, I'm a smoother guy. So, for me to be smooth on that bike takes a lot of work for me because it's a lot of power. And I've even detuned mine, right? I'm detuned. <laughs> yeah. The KTM, I can tune up and it still has that linear character. Oh, unbelievable. And it's unbelievable.
0: We talked about the bike I rode the other day. At, what's uh, it? State Fair, your KTM yeah. before it closed down? Yeah. That was, uh, <clears throat> I rode my Honda. He goes, ride this it's bike. Best I've seen him ride. He wrote it. I get his KTM <laughs> and his KTM. He has the ECU. Mm-hmm. The, what else? Just muffler and a and a flange. Dude, yeah. It was powerful but so controllable. It was second gear. I could do around the whole track. Yeah, it would never fall off. And I I came back and I want my bike like this. I told him I want my Honda like this, and he goes, "It'll never hey, happen. You can't do it." And I'm like, "What? Well, this is what I want." He's like, "Can't do it.
1: Can't do it." Uh. If I had it, you that, can make your Honda better, but it still won't be that. It way.
0: was unbelievable. If I could make the Husky like that, that would be super cool. You yep. still won't change. I would change. It. I mean, Yammer
1: you won't change. I
2: changed Hondas. Well, from yeah, it Honda. took a
1: long time for me to talk you into it. Long time. It, Eddie? Where
2: like, hey, all I'm going to say is look at the hat he's got on.
1: Ride red hard right now. <laughs> hard. We're sitting over here in our pajamas, and yeah. he's got his ride
2: red
0: hat on. <laughs> I and mean, he came prepared, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I knew you guys would say something too. I was ready for it.
1: Hope you guys are enjoying the show. We'll be right back. Listen to these commercials. Save yourself some money. More information and more laughs on the way. Stay tuned.
2: Screenprintingdone.com. My dream is the
1: world's most powerful
2: T-shirt. Do you want to look
0: good, but you ain't got the money?
2: Trying to get some T-shirts made? Go to screenprintingdone.com. This
0: is a T-shirt. You can get
2: anything you want on that T-shirt. I'm
0: about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your
2: business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all screenprintingdone.com t-shirt printing business mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free t-shirts
1: that's what I'm talking about screenprintingdone.com hey Kiefer what oil should I run what weight should I run lots of emails coming in about oil you know what I choose bloodlubricants.com 1040 pro series synthetic oil if you guys haven't run Blood Lubricants Synthetics, you should try it. Email Jeff over there at bloodlubricantsinfo at bloodlubricants.com. Mention the code Kiefer. Get 25% off a case of oil. I run the 1040 Pro Series in all of my test bikes here. It works great. Keeps the engine cooler as well. Clutch life is enhanced and longer. I go through clutches on that Yamaha YZ450F every 10 hours. Now I can go 15 hours. So... Great oil. Email Jeff over there. Use the code. Save yourself some money. Email me, Chris, at KieferInkTesting.com. If you have any questions about the oil, I'm happy to help. Ride-Engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's Ride-Engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts, I mean, I help him as well, but he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong, and Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, ProTaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand-new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So Protaper.com, they have race-cut grips. They have sprockets. They have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the for Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding 720-212-4685 you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at—Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them. PowerMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous.
0: Why you punish me?
1: Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what it takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times, you can reach your full potential, and, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to LitProLive.com. You can email me, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com, for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. Get a better result as your, you know than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text, who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on liprolive.com. We are back. Thank you for joining me again. More laughs. Here we go. We're going to laugh it up and more information make you smarter. Back with the show. All right, 350 side of things. So, Ed, 230, you've been talking this 350 up a lot. I talked it up a lot at Redbud. I liked it a lot. Um, So real quick before I get to you, just my opinion real fast. From last year's bike, I have more power. This has way more power for me than last year. And where that is is low end and RPM response and then more mid-range meat. I would say top end feels about the same, maybe a little bit less. But that whole front side for me has changed. It's much better. Um, Recovery if I make a mistake is better. I rode the 350 uh at this intro, the stock one and a built no, not even a built one, a muffler and that's it. For like engine for stuff. For engine stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then some different brakes and um some bars and some factory edition clamps. Yep. the thing was amazing.
2: It was good. It, it was definitely good. So I, I wish I had a little more time on it. To uh really dissect it, obviously Andy's still a little bit lighter than me. Oh, so. I guess
1: we forgot that. Like, yeah, sixty five hundred forks yep. and track yeah, shock. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, but yeah, no. I mean, it's that thing was. Good. I mean, I was eyeing that. Th- it that yeah. thing could have been terrible. And it was still it was still good. Yeah. I was eyeing that thing from the day we for the minute we jumped out of the van. I'm like, Chris, look at that. Yeah, that's a mini factory edition Husky three fifty. Where are we at?
1: It's kind of like a Honda, honestly. Now I'm gonna talk shit. You buy a Honda. You feel like, oh dude, I'm gonna rip. Yep. It's gonna be so good. And then you ride, it, you're like, Fuck <laughs> It's not that good. <laughs> like it looks so good. And then you ride, it, you're like, Damn, this thing is stiff and like scary. So all right. Are you uh are you mad enough to tackle a three fifty all year? Yeah. So do we have enough power for you?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't I mean I haven't done a start on it to see where, mm-hmm. you know, like where that leads you Mm -hmm. but i mean around paula you know high side of the tracks super hard packed and low side of the track super deep and lomi uh i didn't see anywhere where i was whatever that
1: power you have you have enough to clear what you need to clear yeah you have enough to feel confident about going into a race and have a good chance of winning yeah Mm -hmm. did you hear that
0: well, I'm listening. Okay. Well,
1: we're going to get to <laughs> that in here in notes. a minute, but I'm just I'm sparking it up. All right. So, Eddie, describe the engine for these guys that are bigger dudes that want to purchase these things because I get a shit ton of emails. So, you're helping me right now get less emails. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Um, yeah. So, obviously, coming off Cali 450, you know, like that's what I'm comparing it to. I did two weeks ago ride a um, last year's 350 that my buddy has, KTM. So, I was like, this is perfect. It's going to flow in right at the perfect time. So we rode that at laCR obviously it's a completely different track than Paula. but um yeah I don't I don't uh you know I, like Dave I, I mean my technique's out as you can see in some of the pictures it's not where it needs to be but I feel like ruts you know I don't ride ruts that much. I didn't ride them that much so in in a rut tip you know situation I'm kind of slow entering and then I accelerate pretty hard coming out to try to pick up for what I lost coming in. and I never felt that bike was like it never bogged I mean, the, the best spot for that bike, the worst condition that bike would have been at was making that right hander off the start going up those rollers. Right? It's you just got it. kind of
1: soft over it's there. It's
2: soft. We were burying it into the sand. So I was, you know, everyone's going inside, inside, inside. We did the photos there. We started railing around the outside for the photo. And I said, well, this is going to help my technique to give more speed to go through the roller. So I did that. Right. And I'm like, oh, perfect. Roll, 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 double, jump off top, carry on. Well, I'm like, hey, let's test it. Can I get that same drive out of the inside? And I did. Mm-hmm. I think the first two whoops, I kind of bounced, you know, kind of manualed and then got into the rhythm where before I was able to jump right out. So it, I never felt it labored. It never held me back. It never was like, oh man, that's like, you know, I've been riding that rockstar 250 F for what a month now. Yeah. And I'm like, this thing is substantially faster than that. A it, lot, yeah. It leans way more towards a 450 than a 250 side, but it had that same characteristic, kind of like what you guys talk about on the 450. It does have more front side, which helps it. When you hear it on the track, if you don't see it, you're going to call it a 250F. Mm-hmm. When you were riding and, and you guys were riding it, and I'm on the track and I see you guys go by from a distance, I'm like, wow, that thing RPM is a lot higher. It's a lot. It sounds more like a 250F, yeah. but... I don't know. I mean, through all my years of all these tracks I've been to, I don't know that there's a track that you could take a 352 and go, yeah, I, I can't race that bike. I have to have a 450. Right. May, maybe, maybe Mammoth for the start only. 8,000 feet of elevation, straight up a hill, time to tapers, and then back up to the top. And you don't want to get a bad start there. Right. Because you're going to be eating rocks and it takes a long time to pass people. It's really tight. Right. So maybe there, if you were to say, hey, Eddie, we're going to go race Mammoth, I might have to put that on the side. Right. Riding the track and how tight it is, it would be awesome. Like, let me get the whole shot, pause the race, give me my 350 at the top of the hill, and let's finish the seven laps.
1: So if you guys haven't seen, go to racerxonline.com. There's a video of Eddie and me talking about the bike, but... It just feels like it's paper. On paper, it's a pound or two lighter, and I could be wrong. could be a little bit more, but it feels like 10. The inertia, the crank mass is so much less. Um, It it dives in easier. There's less engine braking. Like what you were saying, it feels more 250F-ish in that way, but with a 450 grunt coming out, that's kind of how I put it. I couldn't say that when this thing was first introduced back in the day. The thing was, I think, shit. It was, the 350 sizing was just like, it didn't make sense to me. It felt heavy. It was lethargic. It was like, no. Yeah. But now I've kind of swayed over the last two, three years. I'm like, wow, this is really fun. And some of the most fun I've had on a bike in the last two or three years was a built 350 that Jamie did. And I couldn't believe how much power that was there. It was almost too much. And I was yep. like, holy shit. Like, it's impressive. But... I felt so good in the corners because it was so light. So you older gentlemen that are not in shape that love to ride dirt bikes. People ask me why I put the hashtag on my Instagram of don't get a divorce, buy a 350." (laughs) because it, it keeps you on the motorcycle. You'll have more fun. You'll be in a better mood. You'll come home to your wife in a better mood. You won't get hurt because you won't have to hold on to a big ass bike with a lot of power. You will last longer. If someone said, hey, Kiefer, I could last longer in bed with my wife. Just do this, yeah. and you're still going to be okay, and you're going to have the most fun you'll have. I'm like, I'm in. Yep. So why wouldn't so, I want yeah. a 350? Like, it's great. So for me, it makes sense. I Now, I will play devil's advocate because people say, well, why don't you race one then, Kiefer? Yep. <sighs> I'm with you on the start. I feel like I want the most – I can get off of the start to put me in a position where I can relax during the race. But I am not the majority in here. There's a lot of guys that just like to race a few times a year. Dave, yep. you, just a couple, two, three times a year, that's what you race. That's plenty of for that reason. Um, I also think that I've ridden so long in my lifetime, I have better technique, so I can control it, and I've, I have such a good base of riding because I ride all the time, I can hang on to a 450, Fine, but I still would last longer on a 350. It wouldn't matter. Oh. So that is the reason why people ask me that question. Why don't you get one? Well, I think that time is coming sooner than later. Um, I'm just not there yet quite yet. I think maybe in a couple of years I'll be a 350
2: guy. Even a built 350? Oh, yeah. Start. I think,
1: well, I've just ridden an <laughs> ECU, a muffler, and some fuel and suspension on a 350. I mean, that's probably what we're going to do to yours yep. that you're going to have for a long-term. So we will have a long-term test on 350 with settings. I've been lagging on baseline settings for 350 for a while, so Eddie's going to help me do that. We'll have big guy setting. We'll have uh, an optional medium-sized guy like myself, and we'll we'll continue to do some stuff on the 350 side. But the engine, you guys out there worried about if it's not enough, it's enough. Um, suspension-wise, though, it's soft for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we did the same thing. We we cranked the spring until we, we pretty much ran out of static. I mean, I didn't want to get a two-stink bug, but I think it was 113 was the best we could get. So <clears throat> I, I'm i still, I don't know, this 10-millimeter thing has got me boggled because like, I think I'm a bigger guy. Like, oh, I, I can't have it 10 millimeters lower. But that Rockstar 250F, mm-hmm. 10 millimeters lower or not?
1: Yes. It is. Oh, wait a minute. No.
2: No. It's not. Okay. All right. Because I've been I've been kind of pulling it because I didn't notice it on the 250F. I'm like, this feels great. I got plenty of room. I'm comfortable. I got on this one in a couple of the corners at Paula. I kind of hooked my foot, banged my knee into the bottom of the, you know, the controls. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is that the 10 millimeter lower? Well, with me, when something goes there, that's it. It's over. Like I can't get it out of my head. (laughs) I can't get rid of it. Like I'm telling myself. It's too low. It's 10 mil. I'm 6'2". I shouldn't be on a, a lowered bike. This is for shorter people, shorter inseams, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. Ricky Carmichael. You know? Yeah. But, I, yeah, I mean, the suspension needs to be done.
1: Yeah, so and, I think the judgment should come after you have some set springs, Yep. right? Uh, the 10 millimeter lower rear comes from the linkage. Uh-huh. You could essentially put a KTM shock on it if you had the KTM linkage. That's his. That's So
2: is the shock different? The body's different, correct?
1: Yes. Okay. So to limit, correct the tire from going through the fender, right? Okay. Which we've done that without even changing anything, just for an experiment. And Joe <laughs> rode it, didn't go through. It was fine. Was it the optimal uh, way the bike should work? Probably not. But it can it can work. I don't recommend it. Um, but yeah, so the linkage is where you get the ten millimeter lower point. That's how they did it with the knuckle and the rods. Um, obviously the fork internally is different. The suspension travel is the same. They told us this. Yep. So that hasn't changed. There's no short amount of travel. That's the same. Right. Um, it just comes from internal valving up front um, and then also the linkage in the rear. So I do notice with the 10 millimeter lower feel that side-to-side movement is better. Cutting down off of blown-out ruts is better for me. I'm six foot. I don't notice it as much as you. I think it might just be placebo effect until you get your your suspension figured out yep. so but there is something to be said if you have a shorter inseam uh kinney or someone like that it right. is much yeah. better
2: i was i was laughing about that because he was kind of before he went out he was kind of tiptoe back and forth i'm like i just looked at him i said think if you were on a ktm right now yeah you wouldn't be able to touch you you would be struggling i'm like this is bike is built for you, my friend. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if you guys are shorter and you guys are wondering, what should I buy? Orange or orange or – should I even say white? Is it even white anymore? Gray. What should I call gray, it? Gray, yellow? I don't know. If you want to buy orange or gray, uh, I would lean towards the gray because it will fit you ergonomically better. Um, Any other st- strong standout points that you can think of on the 350? But that's your bike. It didn't need the, map two. So map one's plenty. Map
2: one was plenty. Um, You didn't
1: really screw with quick shift.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I did. I clicked it on one time, but that's that is definitely not a track for quick shift. Okay. Because it is kind of tight. You know, S turns back and forth. Did you
1: mess with your QS at all? Not. Okay.
2: Yeah, we used it on the Rockstar Edition at Glen Helen. Yep. And I, my, my, and I've actually used it more on the 250F, like LACR and stuff like that. and, And my comment stays the same. There is a market for that. You know. I don't know if it was worth giving up the the start, you know, assist that they have that they used to have where you just click the button, hold it wide open and let it go. Yep. I don't know that I would have given that up, you know, to help. Do you believe in that? I mean I've never personally used it, but right. again there's there's kids, you know, that probably do use that. That probably need that,
1: you know. So Honestly, here's my theory on this. I think these little gadgets, besides map switches, all this other shit, it's just marketing how you market. I'm giving you more and the bike has remained the same for MSRP. That's what I think. You know, I've, I've So I've been out with Honda and tested start maps all day. I've tested maps, traction control. I've did all this shit. And sure, it makes a little bit of difference. And although I know the most about it because I was part of testing it, do I use it on my own time? No. I'll, I'll adjust either A, my riding, or adjust the maps. Everything you want for me, at least, yeah. is within the map. Map one and map two in a Honda. Map one, map one, map two, map three. That is where you get it.
0: I think that's just us being old school, like learning because we didn't have that back in
1: the day. Yeah, and I don't yeah. say think anything new school. They don't fuck with it either. Yeah, Aiden. I mean, Aiden had it, and he he ain't doing nothing with it.
2: Yeah, we took it off the handlebar.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's there it's if you need to, it.
2: It's starting to look like a like. Like these electric bikes. I mean they have Honda especially. I mean that's it's too much shit. Oh my God. You got you start if you that have a, things if, up, there's lights blinking all over it's like
1: if you put yeah. a, a crossbar on, there's no more room. Yeah. You don't have room. A yeah. twin wall really is you, not. Can't you can't get it on. You can't do it. So yeah, they're gonna have to learn how to clean it up somehow and put it somewhere else if uh, they're gonna do it.
2: They these guys in Austria did.
1: They did, you're right. Their that their controls is, are yeah.
2: as minimum as they come. Uh yeah. Hey, I like I like their buttons.
1: The I don't like the start stop button, well, especially the stop one. You have to really push it in to make it stop. Yeah. But I guess that's a safety feature.
2: You ever hit a kill switch before, <laughs> like riding? <laughs> no,
1: I don't want to. Yeah,
2: I've seen it done before. So. Although I've
1: had hit the start switch and it scared the shit out of me when I was loading it up one time. Yeah. Because I you load it up and your and your hands wide open <laughs> to push it up, and I hit the fucking stop. <laughs> 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 I thought it was kind of launched through the back window. I'm like, holy shit! Dude. Yeah, the, the
2: start-stop one is. Yeah, you got to push on the stop, but yeah, I mean, but you what, are at the cluster's really clean. What are we talking about? Yeah. Two seconds here. Yeah, exactly. Shut the bike off. Yep. What do you do it five times a this day? This is
1: what we do here, though. We nitpick. <laughs> this is what the job is. You have to nitpick.
2: I don't know. I one thing that I would like to ask those guys down there is. I've noticed, and this bothers me, it don't bother you guys, you probably don't notice the difference, but whatever brake fluid they put in those bikes, Mm -hmm. it's terrible. Really? It's terrible. Okay. My Rockstar has 8 hours on it, 8.9 hours. Black? The sight glass is black. Mm -hmm. Your bike is at 38.9 hours, Mm -hmm. the one we're giving back, black. Yeah. Black. So... That's the only thing, like, you know, as someone that's going to carry that bike long period. I mean, that's that's how petty we have to get to right. find things wrong with these bikes yeah, these days sure. is, like, the longevity of the brake fluid and stuff. Again, I never noticed a, a fade in the brake or the brake working any different. Do you like Brembos? I love them. Yeah. I love
1: them. Uh, here's a question for you that's, like, ask Dave. Do you like it better than your Cowie, the 350? Yeah. You do? Yeah, and,
2: and the reason why the Cowie front end... And, and I would love to run some KYB forks to feel that difference because it did, I, you know, you guys did say it cleaned it up a little bit. But I did the Rockstar bike, and then I went back that next Tuesday or Thursday to ride to Cowie, and I'm like, I just got to I got to see it to believe it. You know, I want to mm. feel it, you know, because I was blown away when I rode those two bikes, and I think I went three laps and fell over in a corner. Really? The top one before the hip just jump. Just vague? Just tucked yeah. the front end. Yeah. Whoop, you know, not much grip up there. And I'm like, that husky never even came close to doing that when we were here for the intro.
1: You did wad it though on the husky. Yeah, I did. Coming down the hill. But
2: that, again, I got eight hours on a 250 F at 230 pounds. Right, on you're lo- and you're coming down a hill. Stock suspension.
1: Loading the shit out of that front. Yeah. Right. So
2: let's let's, you know, let's make sure we state right. all the facts. <laughs> yeah. It's stock. I mean it's stock. And yeah, we were coming down the hill. It was kind of mushy down there at the bottom. It had a little zigzag. The front end probably dived. The fork dived, pitched me sideways, and threw me off. Right. Had I had sus- revalved sprung suspension,
1: Yeah, I probably would have done that.
2: That would have never happened. Yep. Guaranteed.
1: Uh, if you guys are looking for settings, I'll have those up here shortly on my website, so you can go visit that. But basically, where we started on the day for the 450, we left it at 10.9 bar. Where we started with you, Eddie, 350 was 11 bar. Uh, did we play around with it much? No, because the track never gets that rough at these intros. And what happens is that these intros, just to be transparent, you have these fucking motocross uh, action berm shot lines everywhere, right? So everything's hooked and shit. So testing is not the most optimal time to go do it. So the lines aren't great. Yeah. So we kind of just suck it up, ride them, give you an impression. I'll go ride somewhere else. Either A, from my house where it's really rough and shitty, or we go somewhere close to a track and kind of dissect more settings, and then we'll get you a baseline setting up on my site, especially for you on your side for 230 pounds. Just something, although we know it's soft, yeah. what can you live with-ish? Yeah. You know, here it is, right? Yep. Obviously, we know you're going to have to go to a rear shock spring. Yep. So that's something that I would like to do with you before we move on further with suspension is put a heavier shock spring on it get an air pressure setting because we know we need that yep. and i think um i think some of you guys out there are bigger and can't afford to get suspension right away can just get a spring and then we'll adjust the air pressure accordingly so that's what we're going to do over here
2: and i think on that side if you're not if you're a vet guy and you ain't hitting big jumps and doing that type of stuff mm-hmm. you're going to get by just fine with a spring and air and an air pressure yeah this way. i think so too yep. and yeah. i
1: think it's and like I said, we've we've uh, said this too. Six hours to break in that suspension and the chassis, honestly, and the engine because the engine's really heavy. You're gonna feel a big difference when that thing f- frees up, Shots free. and it's gonna be uh, a lot more lively. So um, that's just something different that the Austrians. I don't know if the tolerances are tighter when they ship these bikes out, but man, it, they're really draggy and and down on power. Uh, on the 250 side, things sure we can call Kenny, but it's probably gonna be the same exact thing. He loves the bike. Uh, I assigned Kenny with the RMZ, so I'm sure anything is going to be awesome, but uh, he preferred... He's ridden the old 22 version. He really likes the mid-range to top end on this Husqvarna. He also agrees that it has more bottom end. So for me, it's the same thing. Suspension, same comments. Chassis, same comments. More tire contact patch. Yes, the engine is more responsive. He was a MAP2 guy. He liked MAP2 on the FC250, so... He's more of an advanced kind of rider, but I'm more of a MAP1 guy. Um, but throughout the bore, 250 through 450, chassis feeling is the same throughout them. Uh, suspension the same. Engines all have different aspects to them, but if you were to ask me if there's an improvement over the last years, I would say yes. All of these bikes are an improvement for the better in most areas. I know you come off a of Honda, so it's tough for you to to relate, but for me, at least, um, it is a better motorcycle. If it was a matter of, and I always put a dollar amount to this for you guys, if someone, uh, dealership, actually right here in front of me, if I have the paper, uh, yep. So, Power Motorsports offers a 2022 KTM 450 for 9K. If you went and, uh, and they offered the 2023 for 10K, 105 to me, fifteen hundred dollars is worth it for what you're getting off the bike. I think that is a good amount of an improvement to warrant fifteen hundred dollars more. So, if you see a sticker it says nine K, and then you see a new one it says ten five. Ten five for me is what I would lean. If you're spending nine K anyway, what's fifteen hundred bucks more? You're already going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would go towards the new bike personally, and that not is always the case with new bikes. Sometimes I go I like older bikes better. Um. It's gonna be a this is gonna be a topic when we talk about Hondas coming up. Twenty three Honda's gonna be coming up and it's gonna be which one should I buy? And I can't wait. We'll have to uh, dissect that as well. So before we leave here, these two guys in studio are gonna race each other. This is what I have to look forward to. Okay. <laughs> uh I ride all the time, I test all the time, I'm an amateur national hell with Aiden. Uh, but there's very few things that I get excited about. This is one of the things that I get excited about. Watching my buddies fucking match up against each other for the (laughs) death match. It's gonna be awesome. 40B is gonna be popping at the vet Natties in November. But it just sucks I gotta wait that long. Are you gonna be when do you start training, Eddie? When are you gonna start training to peak?
2: I mean, uh, (coughs) what what is training? For me, training is not giving anything away right now. No, 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 no. Training. Okay, so. We we all have road bikes, we all have mountain bikes, right? We can we can cycle till we're blue in the face. Right. Right? Yep. When I work for Ryan and I and I remember this to this day, and this was Randy Lawrence had just come into our program. Ryan never did any training when he was fifteen, sixteen years old. Yeah. All we did was ride was snap frames on KX eighty fives. Right. We rode every freaking day, right? So cardio fitness is great, right? You need mm-hmm. to have it. You gotta have big lungs. Right. What does that do for your arms? What does that do for your upper body?
1: Look at look here's what I'm saying. I feel like, and I'm going to tell you both this. Your races are going to be 5 laps. Yeah. You better train for 5 laps. You're bad at that. Well, you train long. You you burn 20 minute motos. That's not what you need.
0: But last year Vet National, we did a 20 minute moto. Huh. The first the first moto was like we did six we got there for 20 minutes and then when it got darker, they all four laps, five yeah. laps. But yeah, I remember, yeah, wrap up. <laughs> But I remember what you're saying. like, We rode all the time. I work out all the time. I'm in shape, blah, blah, blah. My it's arms, too big. My forearms? Yeah. You and your arm pump, and you're in control, but you're out of control the You same doing time?
1: curls still in the gym? No. Yeah, you are. Uh, Look <laughs> at those fucking things. Now, listen, You're doing curls, Hey, if you? I have arm pumps. Like... Are you on the preacher bench, dude? <laughs> no, I'm not on the preacher <laughs> bench.
0: <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying, because I, I'm like going, fitness-wise, I was fine, right. but my arm's I'm like, dude, one more lap? God dang it. Because it was rough. So
1: what? What gets tired on you first?
0: On the vet national, my my hands, my arms.
1: What gets tired on you first? Arms. Yeah. Arms.
2: And that track at the vet national was like a bomb at all.
1: Do you know how to ride pumped? Yes or no? Uh,
2: yes, I do. I do because I've been doing it my whole life. Right. Okay. I've always had like actually when I was racing, I that was right when the arm pump surgery came out, the forearm surgery, and I'm like, I'm getting that. You did get it. I'm getting it. You and got. It. I talked to my mom about it. Like, hey mom, can you help me with this? She's like, you're nuts. You're going to be swinging a hammer for a living. You're not kidding. <laughs>
1: thanks for the confidence, Mom. Yeah,
2: thanks. But, uh, uh, no, it, it, that's, and that's scary, too, at Glen Helen. I mean, we've all been there, right? Arms are pumped, and you can't let go. Oh, and you got to come down that hill. Uh, and you got to come down that hill. And, I mean, you're it's just, a, it's, uh, it's scary, you know. No one wants to be there. Like, you don't want to be there. So, in uh, in, in that, in this lead up to November, there's going to be a lot of, Laps on that track.
1: A GH. Yep. Okay. And,
2: and there's three things I do. Okay. I, I cycle, mm-hmm. I eat clean, mm-hmm. and I work on my core because oh that's motocross. God. You
1: have two things that Dave doesn't do. That's, that's motocross. Dave doesn't do. work on eating. He eats whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. As I ate Sonic. And he like. doesn't cycle.
0: I cycle all the time.
1: You don't have a road bike. I don't have a
2: road bike, but I have a mountain bike. and nah. all the time. He doesn't uh-huh. cycle
1: all the time. Don't let him fool you. He I, cycles sometimes. I, I, he mountain bikes sometimes.
2: Hey, if I get beat there, yes. it better be him.
1: Can we have a bet? If it's, he
2: doesn't beat me yes, and I don't win, I'm going to be mad at him for not winning.
1: Okay, but can we have a, vet, a just a bet between you two who beats each other? I don't care what overall, as long as you beat each other. What can we bet? I'm going to
2: – listen.
1: No, no. no, no what can on. we bet? Let's back up a second. Because he
2: never got his chance.
0: I've known Eddie for <laughs> he's rei- years.
1: He's the reigning 45B champ.
0: Yep. I, I've i known Eddie for years. I mean, not like we hung out with each other. Yeah, airbags. He does airbags and, and shit. Yeah. yeah, he does airbags on cars stuff. <laughs> so yesterday was the first time we hung out all day and then today. Yeah. So knowing Eddie, the guy's a bear. Like, he's going to charge. The, Eddie's going to charge, and he's going to click something in his brain like, I'm going to yeah, win this thing. Yeah, right. But I can tell you one thing's for
1: sure. Oh, shit. Over the top. What's up? <laughs>
0: I can change my mental status. Oh. And just go. Oh. Because I've
1: been able to do it. I did yeah. it last year, the second moto. That's not answering my question. What the fuck are we going to bet? <laughs> I don't know. No bets. Just clean fun racing. Can we have a bet? Can we think of something? You drum it up. Okay. Because you're, you're the one
2: orchestrating
1: this whole. I would say cluster. shave your head. But that doesn't really help him because yeah. he's already and bald. I, I, I ain't shaving my head. <laughs> oh. oh. Let's just do this. Let's just. A nice dinner. Absolutely. A Absolutely. nice Absolutely. dinner that has oh. to buy for the whole family. Yeah. Okay. So, your family, your family, whoever yep. it is. So you bring yep. Steph and the girls. You bring uh, Jill Glad. and the girls. Fair enough. Go. Yep, fair enough. Okay. And it, it's being nice. Though. Not yeah, chilies, yeah, yeah, Not yeah. fucking chilies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, a good go. dinner. Yeah. Okay. That's Ruth fair. Chris. That's fair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Chris. I got a company credit card, so it don't matter. We get Ruth Chris is great. What? We ain't driving <laughs> all the way over there. And it I has 100%. to
1: happen within two weeks of the event, post-event. That's fine. Not fucking two years, yeah. Dave. Listen, we're in the same circle. I, I got to no. work got of fucking shit. <laughs> Stephanie's got a fucking appointment. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm at Jurassic Park now. <laughs> Jurassic. I'm on a strike team. I can't do it. So. Uh, no, that'd be fun. All right. So if nothing else, if Steve doesn't come, this is going to be the highlight. Steve ain't coming, man. He'll come. I'll make it. Steve's coming. not going to come. This is going to be the highlight of the Vet Nationals. So you can pre-enter. You just said you pre-entered or something? Yeah. Man?
2: I don't know if they met. Mi- I, I think it was only like three or four days. But it was. yeah, they had a 50 off. I paid 50 bucks.
1: Did you do that? I can't pre-enter.
0: Why? Because if I get sent on a strike team, I won't be here. November, so, dude.
2: November strike teams
0: up until December. I just yeah. you know, when no I fire, so I'm not going to pay my money and then not. Here get we it. go. It's already started. It's not started.
1: I was there last year. I'm there every year. What you do is you don't answer your phone on a strike team. <laughs> if I'm
0: off, yes. But if I'm at work,
1: it doesn't work. man. COVID. that way. <laughs> I got COVID. Oh, my pancreas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Three days later, is that Glenn Helen? <laughs> yeah, just shredding. But to are you riding Tuesday? Uh, yes, we're going to ride Tuesday. So am I. You guys can see it. If you guys so we'll get a little, so, a little taste test. But I mean, his yeah. shock's not... Dude, it's not even
2: well,
1: compared He's a riding s- his cow. He ain't going to fuck around.
2: Okay. Yeah, but but I actually went on Rocky Mountain ATV to see if you I could Just go to Kiefer First. So, well, back up. I just want to make sure that they have the 23 parts up, which they don't.
1: No. But you I wanted why? to
2: buy a spring.
1: I'll get you that. Don't worry about that. People are hitting me up like hell about chain sliders because they're wearing through them right now and there's none. Right. So there is some parts availability availability issues. If Those bikes
2: are in dealers
1: already? Not yet. Okay, so we're okay. But 22.5s are, and it's the same. Same
0: parts, correct. Get, who didn't just bench down the Husky? Who's doing it?
1: Don't worry about it, Dave. I'm just curious. Uh, uh, it hasn't, it's undecided right now.
0: Oh, okay. Is the 450 spring a heavier rate than the 350? That's
1: too, too heavy, though.
0: It's too heavy for a 450?
1: I would think it's too heavy. for. I think it's too up. Really? I just want to try to go one up.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, I think we're on a four, f- t- four two, rear spring. And it needs to be a four five.
0: Because rear was a little softer. Because I'm I on a four eight,
1: eight on my four fifty. So,
0: the rear end was a little soft for me, and I'm one eighty three, and he's two thirty. So it might. Yeah. It the might problem be.
1: is with these these Husqvarnas, you're going to mm-hmm. notice high speed compression is soft at the end stroke. Like you'll have damping, and all of a sudden there's be nothing. Mm-hmm. That has helped over the year. There is some more of that. It's better this year. But I still feel like they could use more high speed napkin. Okay. So we can try to compensate for him with a little bit of high speed. So, all right. That wraps it up. Um, thank you guys for joining me. We've uh, dived deep, heavily into these bikes and into the competitive side of older dudes. <laughs> no one cares about older people. I've learned no, that over the years in my family. Hey, you gonna ride? Yeah. I got you to me trip. races up. Cool. See you when you get back. <laughs> Seriously. Fuck, man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they're over at the. And then snack and then they're not <laughs> even there when I get back. I so then I'm like, oh, they must have watched me race. How'd it go? Where the fuck were you? Oh, <laughs> uh, so I was talking to so and so three motorhomes Dude, over. Yeah. Did you win? True. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like no one cares. It's fucking team yeah. Aiden. It's all team Aiden. The one thing
0: is for sure that every time he would always go line with me. Yeah. And watch. He'd be on the track on the bike. just yeah. watching me. That, and Which is super cool because it's you're know, one of your buddies watching. Right, right, right. Because I mean, Stephanie would go out there, and she'd be on the track just hooting and hollering. But him, and then I'd come back, and like Matt's like, hey, what's up? How'd it go? I'm like, uh, good. He's like,
1: yeah. This is the highlight of my fucking day. Cool. <laughs> Besides cool. me racing, this is it. Like, my buddies <laughs> racing each other. It's fun for me. Yeah. Because you can talk shit. <laughs> right? There's going to be a lot of shit talking, I think. We should build this up. We should hype this up and do a show before the race.
0: Show before and after.
1: Yeah, like a pregame and then a wrap-up. Yeah. And then just come with it, dude. Like, get butt patches. What if, we, f-
2: hey, what if we do all this, Uh uh-huh. and we go out there, and we just get fucking beat, straight-up smoked? It's I mean, a possibility. I, it's, it could happen.
0: I went 3-1 last year.
1: And you but won I, with the 3-1? No, I got second. I thought you said you
0: won. I won the second moto. I oh, went. she didn't win the overall? No, I got... I went 3-1. Who won the overall last year? I don't know, but. Brett Fox? Probably Brett. No, no, no. He wasn't there. That guy writes good. <laughs>
1: that's your nemesis, <laughs> yeah. dude. He's my nemesis. Brett, Fox broke, his, Brett Fox broke his ankle.
0: But. Good. Good for that guy. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> that guy who pulled away. I'm like, dude, you're not in my class. He's like, yeah, I am. I go, you're a sandbagger. Because he was parked next to us one day. There's like, going to be a
1: lot of sandbaggers at Vet National. Well, no that's
0: why it. I went to, I got a bad start and got up to third. and I was catching the guys like three seconds a lap, but I ran out of time. Yeah. The second I got the whole shot, and then I I pulled away. But um, some of those guys are like, I think you're in the wrong class. Yeah. I mean, like plumbers or whoever. Yeah. You know. I mean,
1: it's plumber class. It's like <laughs> Vietnam out there, like you said. It yeah. Was, there's some dangerous. At least people. your family watches you ride. That's
2: why. <laughs> <fine. laughs> <laughs> <His> yeah. His face. <laughs> and to the the Brett Fox story is funny in 2000. Real quick, because I know we're probably way well over an hour. But Mammoth, I did Mammoth 2019. Zero expectations. I raced one time. It was at the Mammoth Qualifier at Milestone. There was no one there. I won the first moto. You no like problem. only won their class? <clears throat> no, there was no one like, like there
1: was no quality. Yes. Got it.
2: So I got out front. There was a 48 a mm-hmm. guy in front of me, and I just stayed on him and I just followed him around the whole race. I win. The second moto I go out, I get arm pumped so bad. I get like fifth. I don't even win the event overall, right? You so got I'm fifth like, in your class? Yeah. Fifth in the moto. I think I ended up, like, f- third overall or second overall because I won yeah. the first. Model. Okay. So I go to Mammoth, and I'm like, this is going to be interesting. Well, that was on a Yamaha, 2018 Yamaha. Three weeks before the event, I ride my boss's 19 Cowie 450. Yeah, we're, we're going there on a Cowie. So no suspension, no nothing. Just a box-stock 7 78 span handlebar motorcycle. With okay. a bazooka muffler? Nope. I did get a PC muffler. Okay. But anyway, so I... Took my boss's suspension that was done. I put my springs in it because he's like he's more your weight. So anyways, I go up there. Zero expectations. I'm like, oh hey, we should have fun. Get a third place start. They have these cool roller section in the back now. I pass the second place guy. The first place guy goes flipping. I don't even know where he ended up. So I'm leading at the end of the first lap. I'm like, oh fuck. Can I go seven laps? Because I'm I'm gonna pump up. And every Dude, He knows it's coming. Oh, I, I, I. That's where you
1: fuck yourself. You can't I, do that. Yes, I, I like yeah. the you minute, can't think about
2: it. The minute I, I was going up the hill, I went inside, going up the hill, and I felt my hands kind of like get a little tight. Oh, done. And I was like, "Dude, it's it. It's here. I'm on like lap <laughs> two of seven
1: Hello, <laughs> it's me, Arm Pump. Can I come in? I got five laps to go.
2: <laughs> so I just, I had my father-in-law and a couple of people standing around the track, and I just keep seeing them. So I'm like, "Hey, just keep digging, keep digging, keep Hello. digging." So the race is over, I win, right? And I'm fucking shocked, right? I, I didn't even jump the finish line. I was so shocked. I, like, rolled over just in this daze of, like, what? Did I, did I just win? And I look at my father-in-law. He's stand up on the hillside, and he goes, fucking huge. Really? The sign, huge. And I'm like, what? And he, I was gone. I wish Heather would give me that sign every once in a while. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was gone, so I roll up on the podium. They do the little podium speech, whatever. And I, I didn't even know what to say. I th- I think throttle jockey when throttle syndicate did my graphics. That's how <laughs> that's all th- out in left yes, field I yeah, was, yes, right? Yeah. So I roll off the the thing and uh, here comes Brett Fox. Oh boy, great guy. No, he's really nice. Really nice guy. He's a he's super dude. cool yeah. dude. Just yeah. giving it to me. Just bench racing. I let you have it. I was coming for you. I came from twelfth or fifteenth or whatever. Yeah. Well, unlike everything in our country, there here comes the facts, Right? You can get the printout. No. Started third. Stay in third. Ah,
1: uh, suck it, Brett. Yep. got got Playing be. mind games. Yeah.
2: So I thought that. So I'm like, actually, here we go. Second moto, you know? Track's gnarly. The guy I'm worried about is my best, one of my really good friends, Charlie Love. He's the ace in the class, right? Crash in the first turn, ended up fourth, I think. So I'm like, got to get another good start. Rip another good start. Come down the downhill. Brett gets up at the top of the corner. And I'm like, oh, he's fucking going. And it, it is, it's 20 feet to the ground on the other side. I'm like, he's gone. He's out of here, dude. I felt bad because I thought he was going to get really hurt. I don't know how he saves it and comes down, and we just fucking, I mean, it was full-blown yeah. just. <sighs> foot goes instantly numb. He hit, goes off the track, comes through the fucking bushes, through the fence. There's a <laughs> You go up the hill, there's a 180 left, and just fucking T-bones me. Boom! He T-bones you again? After T-bones me again, and I'm like, oh, dude, I can't feel my foot. It, the whole thing's completely numb. I don't know what's going on in the boot, but I'm like, this motherfucker just cleaned me out. Like, <laughs> oh, I was Did fucking. you keep riding? I was fucking. Yeah, I finished the race. What'd you get? Uh, I fell on a tree turn. There was a guy on the inside right? Tree
1: turn's hard. Tree, it's it's very deceiving. It's so choppy in there. Like and Shadow. It's false. Like, yeah. you, you
2: come in and you're like, oh, this is good. And that's what I did. There was a guy on the inside. I was coming through the pack, so I went around the outside, and I'm like, oh, yeah. it's good. I'm going to do the... The MXA hook, you know, yeah. the Mosman hook. <laughs> the
1: MXA hook.
2: And I go to hook off it, and it just fucking lets go front end. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, man. all right, game over, dude. So we packed it up, went to the hospital, like, 3 in the morning because the foot was just throbbing. Broken. Yeah, the the, the the guy looks at He was sleeping in the bed next to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> the guy looks at me, and he goes, it's not broke. And I'm like, bullshit, this thing is broke. And he's like, well, you're going to be good to race. Like, we'll give you some, uh, you know, some aspirin for it or whatever you know keep the inflammation down i'm like dick i can't even stand on it he's like oh you can't put weight on it i'm like no no weight. and he's like oh okay crutches and walking boot have a good day
1: so did you get back an x-ray
2: yeah so i came back here and then saw my my guy and he's like yeah it's broke it's it's small but fuck it forty. Two years old,
1: You heal like a yeah. fucking Seven, dinosaur.
2: Seventeen weeks, dude. What? With a broken foot. Jesus! I got out of the boot, you know, but seventeen I, weeks. I couldn't jump on that foot for almost seventeen weeks. Dang! Should have got
1: some HGH or <clears throat> something.
2: What well, was Brett? Did you talk about afterwards? Say, what's up? No, we haven't talked ever. Uh, oh, you
1: haven't? After that? Oh, I got. I got to line this up.
2: Yeah,
0: I haven't seen him. He's riding dual sport. Now. I see him on Instagram. I see him.
2: I go? saw him uh, a little I while. I saw him a few Tuesdays ago, or no. When I rode my cowie, I wonder if he's going to be. I wonder over. if he's
1: going to be B again. God, he's going to show up too. Uh, he, he's raced B so many years. I feel like he needs to be A. He's way faster. He's
2: pulled, pulled me, gone, gone. You, you don't like? No, nah, leave him. Don't Ooh, fuck him, yeah. Don't fuck him. They're my kids. You yeah, know? they don't like him. Heather <laughs>
1: said that. Heather said it to me. They brought him. Out. You mentioned Brett; they don't like yeah, it.
2: Yeah, they like you know. Obviously, they're that's awesome. They, they, there's the guy's a good guy. He is. Know? No, he's I'm a not, good dude. Super I'm not cool, trash dude. talking in any means. Like I'm no, looking forward to racing against him again or whatever. But yeah, that's I mean, I'm not, because he's good. But, that's yeah. the mammoth story. I mean, you need you get, get better,
1: Dave. Yeah. Uh, How about to. you get better?
0: <laughs> see, <laughs> it's never. It's never. It's always a negative. <laughs> yeah. We're going to. Okay, good.
1: We're always going to get better. Are we going to train on rough, shitty tracks?
0: I'm always going to. I always. Do. <laughs> you see? He thinks we, don't, we. How many times we go training? We'll go. I'll go. Listen to me. The you've
1: never. And, oh and, my gosh. And I. I can't count. You haven't been to a dry shitty day with me. And go, I. I don't remember.
0: It's been a long time. Yes, I've done it myself. And you've tra-
1: And you've raced races to get ready, but you have yet to come with me. Okay. Well,
0: when we get ready for Vet National Prep, start riding.
1: If you guys want to know how to clean your motorcycle, what's your email?
0: Nope, not giving it
1: to you. Give it to these people. No. Give it to them. Why? They Why? fucking want to know how to clean their bikes the right I do way. do not want that kind of I don't want If that you kind of want time. to race a mud race and come back to the pits with no mud on your bike, get the email. Go, what is it? How <laughs> gonna tell you? It'll go to you to me because
0: I'm a fireman. I'm just a dumb fireman. I don't want nothing to do with that.
1: I have the email, peeps. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to pull this up right now. God dang it, it's not coming up. Hold on.
2: good 4 <laughs> Nope.
1: I don't know how to clean bikes, obviously, because... Dave can go. We go into first. We're the first track, like you, first bike on the track. <laughs> Fucked everywhere, mud puddles. It's, a,
0: it's one thing. I'll tell the secret right here on the radio.
1: No, no, we're gonna find out what uh what you're doing here, and David uh.
2: Dude, your email is gonna blow <laughs> up. <laughs> it's, not, mean, dude, it's not funny. Any- I, I mean, we, I know what's gonna happen. happen. We drove to uh, Paula the other day, Jesus. right? We were driving down there while he's digging this up. And here we and, go.
1: Here we go, folks. D- oh yeah. David Martinez, Colton FD at Yahoo.com. If you want to learn how to clean your motorcycle, I will repeat that for people. Get the pins ready. I'll wait. Get the pins ready. It's something he does. He dips his bike that's into actually, some fucking SC1 shit, like a huge bath it's, of SC1. That's actually an old email. It's not the right one. God, well it still works. And you didn't say anything right away, so I know it gets to you somehow. Yeah. <laughs> David Martinez. That's right. He's a white Mexican. David Martinez, F D at Yahoo.com. You want to learn the tricks of the trade of how to keep your bike factory looking? David Martinez is your guy. He will teach you the ways. It's a simple solution. SC1, man. Yep. But I feel like you're, you're, there's no mud it's not underneath. True. Like, I use SC1. My bike is fucked. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I have mud packed up in my shit, all up in my fenders. Like, it's jacked up. I have, like, splotches of turds on my seat. <laughs> There's nothing on your bike. I, like, a, just like a perfect layer of mud around the, the tread. Yeah. And then the sides are black as night.
0: I have a solvent tank full of SC1, man. It just yeah. So, through.
1: David Martinez. What is the rest? I can tell you, man. You got it, people. You there already you got go. it. David Martinez, Colton FD at yahoo.com. Hit him up and then let me know that you just CC me on the email so I know that you guys are doing <laughs> it. Okay? And then I'll make sure he answers you back because if it's on there and I see it, I'm going to have to answer up.
0: back because I'm not the type of guy to just let people not know right. stuff. I have to. That's just my
1: personality. All right. Fun show. Thank you. It's, gosh, it's an hour and a half in. This is good. We uh, I think we talked more about bench racing than we did dirt bikes, but. Um, All good. So thank you guys for listening to the show. We'll be back. uh, I might take a week off. I'm going to head up to Colorado uh, to go up to the house and do some training with Aiden. So we might take a week off. We'll be back uh, in two weeks. So hang tight. Don't yell at me. Uh, Any questions, Chris at KieferIncTesting.com. I'm not scared about my email. My door's open, Dave. (laughs) You want to just kick your door open every now and and again? (laughs) Not really, man. I don't have the time. Hey, what's these thousand emails? You don't have the time. (laughs) I don't. What are you doing? Petting fucking Misu right now. <laughs> Me and Misu just chilling on my chest right now. Sushi. Oh. What is Misu,
0: it? Misu and
1: sushi. Yeah, the dogs. Their dogs are home. Did you go see the movie today? I did. We went to see it this morning, yeah. It's jacked up. Messed up it wasn't weird. that good, man. It wasn't, good. it wasn't that good? Nah, wasn't like Top Gun? No.
0: Top Gun was badass. Yeah, it was good. Right? It was really
1: good. You saw it too, huh? Oh, yeah. It was good.
0: Yeah. Especially you come from our area, it was good.
1: Uh, is there an email for you, Eddie, if they want to talk about big boys? Do you want to give that Uh, out? Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Ed Laret, L-A-R-E-T, at yahoo.com.
1: There you go. You know what I'll do? I'll get you a Kiefer Inc. testing email, and then I'll be – you guys are responsible for it then. Fine. You have to answer it. I will. Hello? (laughs) Hello? Can I answer my SC1 question? Hello? (laughs) Hey, what aerosol candy do you prefer, (laughs) an 8-ounce or the 16? (laughs) How
0: many coats? What you put gets on there?
1: underneath the fenders better? <laughs> Two or three coats. Do You go right before you go to ride in the track. Is there a coat? Like, is there? Do you wipe it down with a rag after you spray it? Yes, you do. Yes, I don't. Do leave you spray either. your tires with it? I spray my sidewalls.
2: Careful <laughs> telling them people that they'll have. They'll that spray the discs all
1: over. All over, disc. over no, no,
0: no. You got to be careful. You can't. I don't spray my. So do
1: you track? spray the towel and then wipe it? No, I just spray the sidewall and wipe it off. So do you spin the tire and you go. Yep. And then wipe it because down. Because black
0: like. wheels, it shows all the pits and gets faded, yeah. especially after you 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 get muddy and you hit it with
1: your, your wheel scraper. Your wheel scraper, it scratches the wheels. So. You don't do you even scrape your wheels? I do. Okay.
0: But if you put SC one on there and you wipe it off, it looks brand new.
1: All right.
2: <laughs> all right. But I, I spray it on there and I wipe
0: do
1: it off. Do you SC one your shrouds?
0: I do not. My shrouds tank, I don't touch that stuff. Side panels? Uh side panels sometimes if it's like real crusty, but not really too much. They
1: Why can, don't you put the grip tape on your fairing?
0: Because you gave me some, mm-hmm. but I, the stuff you gave me, I cannot get it to stick. I've tried heat. I've tried everything.
1: Because there's too much fucking SC1 <laughs> on the bike. There's no SC1 See? on the frame. He's not telling dude, the whole story. Uh, this is why is I know true. he has more shit to tell, and he doesn't fucking tell me. I tell you everything. No, you don't. I've told Aiden how to wash. You pre went the bike? Listen to me. He- I stick those same grip tape that's good. AnchorTape.co if you want to go there, Anchor Tape. On my bikes, they stick... I can't get mine to stick, but I don't spray anything on there.
0: I don't spray anything on my Damage
1: frame. is done, maybe. Maybe you fuck it. It's too I far even gone. I baked
0: into the aluminum. I even, yeah. it, I even cleaned it with contact cleaner and let it dry and then heat it up with a heat gun. Fall right off. It would not stick, not one, Not in aluminum. I'm going to do it for you because I
1: feel like. You still got more over there?
0: I have all the stuff you gave me, yeah. There's
1: still more tape. Yep. Okay, I'm going to try it. Scotch, scotch like, brite it. Scotch, scotch brite Yeah,
0: scotch brite it. Do you scotch brite your frame Scuff when you clean it? it? I do. Okay. Yeah. I clean it. That gets all the marks off.
1: What do you use, SOS or Scotchbrite?
0: It's like a scotch Scotchbrite
1: pad. Okay, I use SOS pad.
2: That's polish. SOS has polish in it. Does it?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's old school. Again. So uh, it's not a, good then. No, you're fine. Oh. You're just
2: gonna have a shiny frame.
1: Yeah. Don't you Versus want it's that?
2: Just a, like a factory dual frame.
1: Oh, th- I, thought- I don't.
2: I don't. I I feel like the nowadays the, the racing has gone away from the, you know, the polished full chromed out frames that we used yeah. to have to do back in the day. Yeah. Now it's just like you know the factory cowie guys. Just, you know, red scotch bright, kind of clean all the marks off, take the casting out, but it just looks so...
1: If you guys want a cleaning episode of the podcast, I think it would be good for you because you have certain ways. You're on Aiden's ass. Yep. Uh, so a- Eddie takes a lot of care of our test bikes and Aiden's bikes, and obviously he's a mechanic, so he knows things. You're a professional SC1 dipper, <laughs> so I would like to have you guys... But I also Talk about how spaghetti. to properly clean your bike.
0: Like <clears throat> yesterday, I took my whole rent off, greased all my linkage, took my bit rings out, did all that. Okay. Just because it needs to be done. I don't right. know if you guys do that. Like, I take my time, clean everything. How
1: you know. often do you supposed to grease your linkage, do you think?
2: I laugh when these guys buy new bikes and they just throw Keep them riding. Right on the track. you got to grease that like, shit, man. Do, do you, I mean, they try. These factories try, but it's just mass production. They They're can't do it. Right. I'll tell you what. I saw a thing from Jay Clark the other day on Dirt Bike TV. What? Pretty freaking dialed. He had this. I think it was a Motion Pro deal that it hooks to the back of a grease gun, and you slide it in there, and it squirts grease out sideways. Oh, so if you if you're scared to take all your little needle bearings out and clean them and repack it, you just cram that. You slide the pin out a little bit, cram that thing in there, and it
1: goes out this way. Yep, and I'll be you done. slide it right back. Did in. you ever put zerts? in No, no. My dad did that to my back, old bikes back in the day. Yeah, my yeah. dad put zerts. in I put fucking zerts in your linkage. We'll just... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: this shit is just. Don't out of yeah, the you're good to go, son. Yeah.
1: Flip your let me let me exert, let me grease zert this thing and flip yeah. your tire. You're good to go.
2: Same thing, no, Every 20 hours, if if, yeah. if my personal bikes every 20 hours, I like to. Tear I just me. did I mean, my
0: Honda after 20 hours and it yeah. wasn't it bad that bad at all. I was actually shocked. Yeah, I, I don't rinse high pressure the linkage real good in there. Right. I mean, I wipe wash, but I don't sit there and spray it. Right. But but uh, it was actually pretty good. That oh.
2: Motor X what was it? I think Motor X 2000. It's like that yellow. Real thin grease, that stuff is magic. Really? Mm. Yeah. Mm. I love that stuff.
1: I use the Bell Race stuff. All right, guys. Thank you for joining me. (laughs) Yep, thanks. And uh, you guys, please support the advertisers that support this show. They help uh, keep this thing up and moving. Help uh, keep Dave go the track because he uh, rides along with us, so it helps us pay for gas. (laughs) Absolutely. So thank you. And Dave, how's the Rocky Mountain banner working out for you? <laughs> it's
0: worked out good last time I used it, yeah.
1: One time so far?
0: Used it one time, but I had to buy chains, sprockets, uh, chain guide.
1: I'm Thank you for using it, I actually. I Dave never is... even
2: knew anything about this banner. Oh, yeah.
1: Thank you. So you just go to keyforingtesting.com. You barely scroll. <clears> and it's sitting right there in the middle. It's the only banner that's on my site.
2: So I still get my bonus my bonus dollars? Yeah. Perfect.
1: Yeah. I Still love get your that, bonus man. dollars and everything.
2: Because I... I Man.
1: That's bitching better, how you yeah, get I money back, get a, right? I better
2: get a kickback from you. Yeah. Because I do these engine builds for these guys, two, three grand, you know, and I buy all this. They don't know where to get it, so I just go to Rocky Mountain. They have the best inventory, the easiest Dude. ordering system.
1: It's awesome. Like, it's you might, I just bought 07 YZ brake pads in stock. Yeah. Because I did the whole Brembo system, mm-hmm. and it takes my Nissan that I'm using, it oh, takes yeah. an 07 pad. They had them. Like, and, and it comes to your door in two days, yeah. Dave. I, yeah. I don't have to go. You can buy contact cleaner, SC1. They have it.
2: Look, though, I mean, we do have to support our local motorcycle shops. I know. That's why I'm caught we in do. the middle, right? We do. But I mean, when you have these mass purchases, how, these local motorcycle dealerships can't carry right. all the FXR, all the O'Neill, all the Fly, all, you know, they can't have all that. Right. So if they don't have a brand, I mean, you do have to. Rocky Mountain's awesome. But when you need local little with you. Like, stuff, I'm you gonna support, support
1: Rocky Mountain because they're advertising. But for sure, I want to. I go to Mojave Motorsports. It's a <laughs> shithole dealer, but it's local, got. and I gotta support them. Yep. You know, so I yeah. still believe in that as well. Yeah. But thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks, and uh, if you see me at the track, swing by the van. Uh, again, if you see me yelling at Aiden, just come back in about ten minutes, <laughs> and uh, I should be done. The standard so, uh, <laughs> said, don't freak out. Standard said, it's all good. We'll see you next week.